0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Radio. And Logan, what have you concluded about some of these paranormal hotspots that we're going to talk about tonight, and the field of paranormal investigating in general? What have you concluded about that?
1: Well, definitely, um, you know, the, the phenomenon is legitimate uh, as far as you know what specifically it is. Uh, what it of, I, you know, I, I believe that's still a mystery. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, areas of the paranormal um, that's that's equally fascinating and frightening to a lot of people. Um, but, you know, it's very unpredictable, um, you know, in, in going out in places and being there numerous times under numerous circumstances. Um, you really never know what's going to happen or really know what to expect. So um I think being prepared and, and being aware of, of where you're at and and having everything um, that you're utilizing for investigation is, is very important um, but as I said before you know I've been to a lot of places and had a lot of uh, fascinating experiences and it's just kept me going and I I think it'll keep me going for a long time in the future I
0: think so too and you seem to enjoy doing this as well which is important
1: very much. I'm very passionate about it.
0: Let's talk about the haunted heart of America. How did you go about finding the locations that you investigated and wrote about?
1: Well, the earlier investigations, uh, the local ones to me here, um, I had either found about through uh, word of mouth, through people who had had stories and. Um, and there themselves, or um, I had had a couple of books that were written that had uh, um, locations in different states and things like that. So I had kind of pursued that as as uh, a potential lead to to investigate. And you know, when I had started out, there really wasn't a lot of uh, paranormal networking here. You know, the TV shows had not spawned yet, and. Uh, There there was just not a lot of references and things to fall back on. So, you know, you're going into a lot of cemeteries and abandoned locations and referrals from people who, you know, think their house is haunted and things of that nature. So... um, Really, a lot of the a lot of the earlier experiences were were local sites, places that had been reported to be haunted for years. and um, I decided those were probably the best places to start and you know kind of conduct research on.
0: What do you think creates the haunted activity at some of these places?
1: Well, specifically, um, you know I, I really couldn't tell you. Um, you know I know a lot of people, believe that, um, you know, deaths and and violent deaths and trauma and and things like that can actually create hauntings. And um, uh, there's a lot of theories as far as um, hauntings that can be brought into a location, either um, through an individual or an object or something like that that can create a haunting. And other people believe that, um, you know, the the elements have to be right, you know, weather and location and... um, burials and things of that nature that can actually do it. And I, I don't think there's anything really conclusive because, um, there's a lot of things, you know, that, that happen that, that could or could not, uh, contribute to a haunting, but it's definitely out there. Um, it definitely does exist. And again, like I said, just at this time, we don't know. Um, we don't know what those elements are that, that, um, really makes it up or, or, um, uh, Causes it, if you want to, if you want to say that.
0: When you investigate, do you go out with a team or are you by yourself?
1: Um, normally, I almost always uh, have a group with me. Um, I started out solo for a while. I had a, a friend that had gone with me, and I had formed a team. Um, almost 15 years ago my, my first team and I had cycled through a few more since then but uh, right now um, I have a small group of, of colleagues that um, I've been working with for a very long time and uh, they're they're very um, well put together they're very educated and um, good people to investigate with so I primarily work with them and, and some guest investigators on occasion <clears throat>
0: Have you ever gotten to a point where you felt that your life or safety was in jeopardy?
1: Well, um, yes and no. Um, You know, going out to places, um, more particular abandoned locations, locations, there's there's always a risk of um, danger from people. That can be out there or wild animals and things like that. So that's definitely a, a safety concern. But in the spiritual sense, um, I, I've never really felt that um, that now I've, I've been afraid I've had the, I've had the fear put in me before, but I don't really know um, so much that I was in fear of potentially dying of something, but I did have one instance where I was physically um uh, attacked and um and knocked literally off my feet and I did have a concern Jeez. for my uh for my colleagues at my at that point because I I think that kind of breaks a threshold to where um you really don't know what's possible at that point and what's going to happen next and you know the one thing I tell people that talked to me about investigations and going out is that above all, you know, safety is number one. And, you know, I, I always tell people never put yourself in a position to where, um, you know, you may be in danger or if you feel that way, you know, you always need to leave. But, um, you know, there there has only been the, the one location, like I said, where I had felt um, something physical and you know I, I was concerned and had bruised as a matter of fact
0: what happened to you
1: there well um did you I, I mean
0: did you instigate it because you were there i mean did you disrupt that spirit or something
1: well you know if that's a good question um and and i wrote about this place in my in my book uh basically it was an abandoned uh, church and um we were warned um not to go there by, um, the, you know, the spirits that inhabit that, that structure. Uh, we had gone out previously, the first time we had ever stepped foot in there, as a matter of fact, and, um, there were, there were three of us and we were walking around and we were kind of taking photographs and kind of, kind of getting a feel for, uh, the layout of the place and, um, you know, kind of just doing like reconnaissance, if you will, and, um so we can go back and, and make a plan to come back and investigate. So we really weren't out there all that long. But we were running audio um, from, from the audio recorder, and um, we had left. We, we weren't there an awful long time. But as we were coming back, one of the investigators started listening to the, uh, to the audio. And um, he, the first voice that we had caught had said, you shouldn't be here. And um, he, he thought that was interesting. He pointed that out. And a little bit later, uh, the voice had had re-manifested and it said, uh, you shouldn't be here or you're going to die. Oh, jeez! And uh, just what you want to hear. Right. Right. You know, and so, yeah, you know, um could it have been something trying to scare us away? Yeah, possibly. I, I really didn't think it was anything of a violent or, or threatening physical nature at that point. I just said, well, you know, I, I've had, you know, EVPs that said, you know, I'm going to get you tomorrow and, you know, things of that nature. And, and, and I kind of took it as a, you know, okay, we'll see. I'll, I'll come back and, you know, things would happen and things like that. But um, there, there really wasn't an overall concern of safety at that point. So we had, um, rescheduled and what had happened was we ended up going back out there and, uh, there was about six of us this time. And, um, Two two of uh, of my investigators had to wait in the car because one of them became violently ill hmm. um, on the on the uh, the property once they had stepped onto the property and the other one was uh, was really scared and so I, I told them you know wait in the vehicle and we would go in and um, you know I, I really hadn't uh, had didn't have any concern and then. Uh, We were walking um, along the the floor uh, of the church, and there's a basement area that actually leads down to a basement that goes directly under the altar area there um, in the front, and um, I start hearing some noises coming from the basement. And my first initial reaction was, you know, it's probably like an animal or or something crawling around in there. I, you know, I didn't automatically, you know, feel it was anything paranormal at the time. And so um, I had shined my light down there, and I was kind of leaned forward, kind of hunched down mm-hmm. to see if I could see anything, you know, walking or moving or anything like that. And all of a sudden, um, this huge, like, uh, almost like a big gust of wind had come out from the stairwell, and a force, something hit me um, so hard on my right shoulder that I went back about six feet off of my feet and had caught myself and had landed. And um, my colleague that was um, alongside of me, you know, cause I because I kind of froze because <laughs> I really didn't know what had just happened, and I asked him, I said, did you see what had happened? And he said, yes, and I said, did you see what it was? And he said, no. And we kind of got into this little discussion. And I said, look, I said, whatever it was, it hit me with a force. I said, I didn't, like, jump back. I didn't, you know, I I wasn't trying to to make up something. And he said, well, I know that, you know, you didn't do it because of the way that your legs were. You couldn't have jumped backwards like that from the way, you know, that I was standing and things or, or crouched forward or whatever and uh so we kind of thought that was strange and we decided to continue and um we started walking around some more and i got over to the area i was i was looking outside and i noticed that the dome light in my car was on and i saw the two investigators in there they were kind of moving around and things and so i kind of focused in on them to see they were doing, and my focus kind of went toward the um, left of the car, which would have been the driver's side. And I noticed there was a small, uh, slightly higher than waist high, uh, little black figure that was like peering in the window to them. Jeez. And uh, I was kind of moving around to see if maybe I was seeing a shadow that was, you know, somehow angled a certain way or whatever. And this whatever it was, this thing had kind of turned around and saw me looking at it, and it was gone just that quick. And so um, I, I had, of course, told the investigators about that, and, and we kind of wrapped up after that and, and had got home. But I, I did have um, what appeared to be um, a, a small bruise about the size of maybe a golf ball. Or so that was uh, that was on there, and we had gone back several times. Um, <laughs> after that, uh, believe it or not, everybody was you know saying, "Why would you go back?" You know, all this stuff had happened, and um, we had a whole lot of different experiences. And the one thing that was really bizarre about that place, and you know, I I don't really have any evidence to support this, but I do believe it. Um, I think every time we went out there with somebody new, somebody that had never been there before. Uh, It was almost like they were showing off Mm -hmm. or they were trying to make an impression or, you know, something would happen. Um, If we kind of went back, you know, with the the usual people, uh, we didn't always have something that, um, you know, it wasn't really, really active. You know, we might hear some noises or or see a few things. So, you know, and again, that wasn't conclusive, but that was just kind of the way it had appeared. Um, And... and, um, Got a lot of evidence out of there. It was a very interesting place.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.